This is Talk of the Town. I'm Bob Cudmore. We welcome Phil Barrett, who is supervisor of the town of Clifton Park. A Republican, a supervisor Barrett is the longest tenured town supervisor in Clifton Park history. Do you want to mention this program is being heard on Magic 590? There's a new roundabout plan for Clifton Park. It seems that roundabouts have sprouted like mushrooms around the Capital District in general. Right. And I went from being very skeptical to, hey, you know, these things are okay. Well, they do work uh, for the most part. I, You know, if you want to start a conversation uh, that'll last hours at a party, just say the word roundabout uh, and... Uh, It'll get strong reactions from both sides uh, of the issue. But uh, I have to say, all in all, uh, with the roundabouts that we've seen, uh, not in Clifton Park, because we don't have one in Clifton Park yet. You but don't have one in Clifton no, Park? No, we're, we're one right on the brink of Clifton Park in Niskayuna. It was part of the Rexford Bridge project. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that that has transformed that entire area. What, what formerly took people... Uh, a long time to get uh, to get through commuter traffic in the mornings and afternoons in and out of Schenectady County now takes uh, mm-hmm. no time at all. It's night and day. I can testify to that because that's how I get to this radio station well, there you go. from You're... Glenville where I live. <laughs> and I, I miss the roundabout. But, I mean, it's not. You know, like zip, zip, zip. But it's like I, you'd see this lineup. At, right. <laughs> but anyway. Right. So where's the roundabout going in Clifton Park? Well, the DOT is still working on a plan, but uh, they are um, uh, putting forth uh, the roundabout as the uh, alternative that is their first choice. It's at the intersection of Route 146, 146A, and Vischer Ferry Road. Mm -hmm. 146 and 146A are state roads. Vischer Ferry is a county road. So... Uh, we had a public meeting last week, and DOT officials were there, and they had all the information available for people to view. They answered a tremendous amount of questions. Uh, we've taken that feedback, and uh, we're, we're still working uh, very aggressively with DOT uh, to make some positive alterations to the plan. But, you know, in, in Clifton Park, in that area, we've had a large increase of commuter traffic. It's really a regional issue. Mm-hmm. Not a Clifton Park issue, and that's the argument that I've made to DOT the last few years. Mm. And so this isn't a done deal. I mean, it's possible that won't happen, or it is going to happen, but you're not sure what form the roundabout will take? Well, about a year ago, DOT committed to fixing that intersection, which we're very excited about. Um, I would say at this point, a, a, a roundabout is certainly more than 50-50. Mm. Uh, so I don't want to lead anybody astray, um, but... Uh, so we're trying to take the plan they have and make it better. Well, and that's that's the process we're we're in now. There was a, a story about growth. I, I think it was in the Times Union uh, in, in southern Saratoga County where right. Clifton Park's located. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I was surprised to see this, but I thought it was interesting. It seemed to me one of the general drifts of the story was that Clifton Park grew exponentially at some point. Right. But it's it's growing still, but not growing as much as the surrounding towns like uh, Boston and and uh, Malta and, and so forth. Uh, but you were quoted in the story saying uh, you, when you talk about commuting at uh, – that intersection in Clifton Park, mm. people now drive through Clifton Park going right. somewhere else. That's correct. And that, and that's what uh, is occurring. Clifton Park had 30,000 people in the late 80s. 
We're now three de- decades later, and we've got about 37. Mm-hmm. So we, our growth has been very moderate over the last 20 to 30 years, but our neighbors have grown tremendously. Mm-hmm. So all of that pressure certainly uh, impacts Clifton Park because uh, with, with the Shen School District, uh, the Shen main campus and every school is in Clifton Park except for one, on Chango, which is right on the border. Uh, we have the Clifton Common where most people in the area play sports. Uh, we have most of the shopping. So when, when you start accumulating all of, the, all of these attractions mm-hmm. in Clifton Park that all of our neighbors certainly use, all of our parks and recreational network, um, uh, we, we have so much more than anybody else in all these areas. And the school is a huge uh, generator of traffic. Uh, it's, it's no wonder that, uh, that we do have these mm-hmm. challenges at intersections such as Route 146 and 146A. There's a real traffic issue and also accidents. Do you have a lot of accidents? I mean, motor vehicle accidents. Well, if you have more cars, you're going to have more accidents. I mean, it's just a function of numbers. But, um, you know, in in general, uh, like I said, we have a lot of commuter traffic passing through Clifton Park. People that don't necessarily live in Clifton Park, but they're coming there. Mm-hmm. When, when, when you, Every year, the percentage of half-moon uh, children, for instance, that attend Shen, uh, grows, uh, and we see that in our uh, sports programs in Clifton Park as well. So when you figure um, all of the uh, you know the incredible amount of, of employees mm-hmm. uh, at Shen, the, uh, the the people that drive their kids to school, which seems to grow all the time, the kids that drive to school, right. uh, and a lot of them coming from other areas, uh, that that's a lot of traffic in one small area. We're talking with Phil Barrett, who's supervisor of the town of Clifton Park. I, I would submit that more recently you've been more occupied or preoccupied with the last part of the name of your town, the mm. park part. Mm. <laughs> what, you, there are some, several things going on, on there. How are plans progressing for uh, the new town park on land that the town is buying from the school district? Yeah, we made that purchase, and we received a, you know, a very fair price at the end of the day. Uh, so that uh, that whole process that went on for about two years had a successful conclusion as far as the town board is concerned. But uh, right now we're in the process of reviewing uh, engineer submissions. Uh, what we asked for was RFQs uh, to partner with a private sector mm-hmm. engineering firm to assist us with the visioning process for that 37-acre parcel in the Exit 9 area for the future. So we're going uh, to embark on a uh, comprehensive public planning process, um, and uh, we look forward to to rolling that out early next year. But do you have a vision for it? I mean, what uh, will it just be like a, na- a natural place, uh, or will you have uh, facilities of some kind? Well, I said it? roundabouts create very strong opinions on both sides, right? right? Uh, it's the same thing with this parcel. Uh, we have people that say, don't touch it, leave it the way it is forever. And then we have others that say, fully develop it as if it were a central park, uh, uh, albeit on a smaller scale. Uh, but um, so uh, where it ends up, I'm not sure. But that's why we have a comprehensive public planning process that uh, we've used in many other public planning uh, processes that we've completed in the past. Uh, we are constantly planning, uh, looking ahead to the future in Clifton Park. And because we do that, we always have a plan 
And you see many communities that don't seemingly have much of a plan. Uh, we do. We always have, at least for the 20 years, uh, 19 years that I've been in office, and we'll, we'll continue to plan effectively into the future. There's another park, the Kins Road Park. Mm. The town has acquired a 63-acre parcel on Kins Road from the county, and another park is going to go there. Yeah, actually, the town has managed that park for decades, but the county continued to own it. The county didn't spend any money there. It was all town resources uh, from start to finish. Uh, So uh, the county, a few years ago, decided that they were going to timber uh, the property because it's heavily treed. There's some beautiful trails in there, but it's heavily treed. Uh, I and the town board fought that proposal. Uh, at the end of the day, the county relented. Uh, we entered into a management agreement to um, that, so the town would officially manage the park because it was never anything in writing even. It was just the town did it. Did it, it was, mm-hmm. We kind of took on that responsibility. So now it made it official that the town would manage the parcel, but the management uh, agreement included a provision that the county would uh, transfer ownership of the parcel to the town at the earliest possible time. Now, to do that, you, we needed to get home rule legislation passed in the legislature, and we needed the governor's approval to make that transition. That process has all been completed. The town owns it as it should be. And we will manage it as it should be as a park. And previously, the county was uh, logging there. I mean, the county well, on timber. Well, no, they 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 uh, they had proposed a plan to, to do it to timber. Yeah, for for you know to gain some some funds, and uh, we fought that. And at the end of the day, it didn't happen. So okay, that didn't happen. Yeah, we've been talking about uh, parks and growth and so on and so forth. And you've been you've emphasized that your town uh, has uh, like a master plan, or you try to plan ahead for things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're developing a plan, is it, for east of Exit Nine? Yeah, we developed a town center plan for for west of 87 at Exit Nine, and now we're looking at the east side of 87 at Exit Nine. And uh, what we're looking to do is con- continually uh, assessing alternatives for redevelopment in the future. When I took office in 2000, Exit 9 was struggling. We had a tremendous amount of empty retail space, empty buildings, and I thought we could do better. So we immediately started uh, to court and successfully um, uh, attract retailers to Clifton Park. Boscovs was the first, then Target, then Kohl's and others followed, we then understood that we needed to diversify our economy as online retailing continued to grow. Mm -hmm. So we diversified into hospitality and healthcare and still have a solid retail segment, albeit smaller than it was formerly. Uh, So so that has all uh, worked very well. And through the town center plan, we believe that... uh, Clifton Park can have the elements of a downtown, but also have a strong regional mall property. Because if you look at uh, many communities throughout the Northeast in particular, uh, there's basically two models. You have a downtown model and a regional mall model. And Clifton Park has always been the regional mall model. Well, those model, the regional mall model really doesn't work as well anymore no. uh, with, the, uh, with retail uh, suffering, brick and mortar retail suffering. So... Uh, our plan is to have elements of a downtown, but also have a strong regional mall property, and that that is all coming to fruition. 
Uh, so we're very excited about the growth in the tax base. I mean, since 2000, we've uh, uh, more than doubled our tax base. We're up to almost $5 billion at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and our population's only grown 11% uh, over that time. So it, when you look at it, it's no secret why our taxes, our highway tax has been significantly reduced. Our EMS tax is lower than it was in 2000. Um, it's because of a growing tax base and our careful uh, management of uh, town funds. And there are still farms in Clifton Park. Oh, yeah. The town recently held farm fest. Is is farming still important in Clifton Park? It is. We have a few working farms that remain strong to this day. We partner with them very closely, and it's all part of our effort to not only preserve um, the the history of the town, but also a very important economic sector of our town from its very beginnings in 1828. Uh, so we have uh, some farmland protection grants that oh, we- Oh, do you? Yeah, do you? and okay. programs- uh, we have two that we just submitted to New York State for this round. So um, so we're hopeful that we'll secure those grants and we'll be able to protect two more farms for perpetuity. But it's uh, it's very exciting. You know, in 2000, um, we began an open space plan. Since that time, we've permanently preserved 1,500 acres of property. Mm-hmm. We've built uh, 17 miles of new trails. So, you know, that has been a focus because that brings value to your community. People are going to be attracted to areas where it's less expensive to live and do business and they get the biggest bang for their buck. It's the reason people shop at different stores. People are always looking for value. That's just uh, a natural course of things. Clifton Park offers the best value. Our, Our taxes are by far the lowest amongst our peers and uh, we're, we're very excited about the future. Mm. And back to the farmland protection for a moment. How does that work? It's if the farmer is promised money if uh, he or she does not sell the, sell the land? Yeah, basically it's a purchase of development rights. Uh, the farmer will receive uh, a cash payment uh, and in exchange can never develop the property. Mm. Uh, and uh, so they, they do receive an infusion of capital that they can use to invest back into the farm or back into their family. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, that has saved a tremendous amount of farms over the years because they need that additional capital because they need to modernize as much as any other business. So uh, we, we have two more grants into New York State, and that partnership with our larger landowners has been invaluable while we're executing our open space plan as well as our farmland protection efforts. Relatively speaking, in terms of guests we frequently have on this program, mm. there's, there's not a lot of controversy, it seems to me anyway, in Clifton Park, but I did find one mm. having to do with swimming pools. number <laughs> of, uh, of news stories about the swimming pools in yes. Clifton Park are the town-operated pools. The town closed, not the pool, but individual swim lessons, which were right. being offered by the, the lifeguards at the pool, and one of the pool managers resigned, uh, but I believe he's back uh, in yeah. at work. Uh, is this controversy over, or what was this controversy? Well, in basic terms, uh, the, our, the town has a very large pool program. We have three pools. We have uh, thousands of members of those pools. Are the they pool- indoor or outdoor? Outdoor. Outdoor. And pools. the pools are open from Memorial Day to Labor Day. So, I mean, you're talking about a very long period of time. Uh, we hire uh, 
well, we hire over 200 seasonal employees, I guess mm-hmm. it is at this point, uh, but we hire a lot of people for the pools. And what, what, uh, what came to our attention was that there were you know, lifeguards uh, providing individual uh, uh, swim lessons to uh, children um, for cash under the table. Now, they certainly didn't mean anything harmful by it. Um, they, I think most of them, you know, you're dealing with, you know, uh, they're adults, but um, anywhere from 18 to 23 years old, uh, somewhere in that age range. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm a little older, but um, I, I don't, I don't think they fully understood that that is not something that's permissible, you know, taking cash for a service as a town employee at a public entity is something that we cannot allow as a town. You know, if I wanted to start giving seminars on Sunday mornings at town hall through my own private business, I guess I could make the argument, well, town hall's not open anyway, really. Nobody else is using it. What's the big deal? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just not something that we can do. As a, as a public employee, you cannot take cash for service at a public entity. So so we did have to end that practice, but we immediately uh, instituted a town-sanctioned uh, swim lesson program, and the guards are making th- $30 an hour uh, to give one-on-one lessons to children. Hmm. So uh, we, we understand that learning to swim and individual swim instruction is very important to many people. And so we wanted to continue that, but we had to do it in a way that, uh, you know, wouldn't negatively catch the attention of auditors or New York State. Okay. Uh, let me ask you one other uh, topic, and we just have a minute and a half left or so. Um, the police satellite offices, mm. a, a proposal you made in the wake of the terrible school shootings in America, yeah. is to have police satellite offices in the schools. This would be different from having uh, simply a police officer in the school. Right. Well, uh, I, I didn't get the whole thing, but but it uh, it worked out very nice because now we, we do have uh, police in the schools. We have sheriff deputies that are working in the schools. Uh, it's a cost-sharing uh, collaboration between the school districts and the county. So I'm very excited about it because that, that was the main goal. I, I believe satellite offices are still a good idea, but the whole goal was to have armed police officers working in our schools. So uh, at the end of the day, that's very positive. Sheriff Zerlo came up with a tremendous uh, program and structure for uh, making this happen, and it's, uh, it's, a, it's a great partnership between the county and the school. So I voted yes. I, as you just mentioned, I lobbied for that. Uh, the satellite the, office. Yeah, yeah. Lo- lobbied for the idea of getting cops in the schools very early on, and uh, well, you know, I'm, just, I'm just happy it happened. Uh, it's, it's a good thing for our, our kids, our schools, our community, and, and, uh, and the county. You've been listening to Talk of the Town on Magic 590 and 100.5. Our guest was Phil Barrett, supervisor of the town of Clifton Park. This program will be available online on albanymagic.com and bobcudmore.com. This is Bob Cudmore.